0: Welcome, welcome. My name is KB, and this is The Greatness Project, where we cultivate greatness through the power of thoughts. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, my greatness fam. My name is KB, this is The Greatness Project, and as always, thank you for listening. I want to start this episode off with a question. It's a simple question but it's a deep one. Do you believe that all life forms thrive to reach their max potential except human beings? Do you believe that all life forms thrive to reach their max potential except human beings? Now, I can't remember where I heard this saying or this quote, but I literally remember laughing out loud when I heard it because, man, it's abundantly true. After I thought about it, it's abundantly true. Humans, for humans to be the smartest, most advanced creature on this earth, we sure do sell ourselves short when it comes to pursuing our max potential. One of my favorite animals is, I love great whites, but I love lions also. And when you're thinking about a lion and their culture, if you will, there's no room for a lion not to reach their max potential. There's no room for a weak, timid, half-hearted, or unwilling lion. To be quite blunt, if they're not at their full potential, they will die or they will be killed. Lioness will only follow a strong, dominant male. And even the female lions are just as strong, if not stronger as the female lions are the ones who primarily do the hunting and most of the times they'll have the kill or the prey already taken care of before the male lion even has to get involved. Weak links within a pride just simply cannot exist. And if you look beyond that in the animal kingdom, you just think about animals when they're hunting for food. Do you think they look for the biggest, strongest, most powerful animal they can find to kill it as their meal? Absolutely not. But instead, what they look for is the one that's alone, The one that's just not as fast or the one that might be a little sick or elderly or whatever it is. They'll look for the weakest link, the easiest prey they can find. And if you look all throughout the animal kingdom, that is prevalent. The weak gets eaten and the powerful and the strong will reign until they themselves become weak. So when I thought about that quote, all life forms thrive to meet their max potential except humans. Uh, Like I said, I have to say it's abundantly true. Hell, even trees don't stop growing until they're dead. Trees grow a little bit every single day until the tree dies. And I feel like that's true with some of us. I feel like some of us have reached a level in which we're good. We're at a good spot. We're comfortable. And then we just stay there, right? We just vegetate because we're good. We're comfortable. And sadly, on the flip side of that, some of us don't even try some of us don't some some of us don't even scratch the surface of our potential and and our 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 greatness and that's why i have said and i will continue to say without continual growth we are already dead just waiting to die so if you're working a job Let's say you've been working the same job for a while, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, like you have no doubt in your mind, you're unhappy, you can't progress in this job, and you don't enjoy it, but it might pay you well, or it, it allows you to sustain your lifestyle, then you're already dead, just waiting to die within that job or within that profession. You see, we spend our lives growing and learning. And it's not just for those who go to school. It's actually something that we do throughout our lives. We learn new technology. We learn new music. We learn new data. We learn new things about ourselves, our loved ones, about society, about life. We spend our lives learning. So it's amazing how we pick and choose which areas we want to continue our growth in. But the ones that mean the most to us, the ones that we should be focusing on, which is our professional lives and our personal lives, we kind of neglect those. And for some of you, it might not be your professional life. For some of you, your, your, your neglect to grow might be in your relationship. Your neglect to grow might be in your spirituality, and your faith. Or it might be in your personal issue with yourself, which is one of the worst ones. Because if you're not willing to grow within yourself and learn new things, discover new things about yourself, then you can only imagine how the other areas in your life you're giving half effort to. Or for some, they focus so much on their professional careers that their personal lives just go by the wayside. Their their life becomes their profession. Without that profession, they have nothing. They're nothing. So let's just stay with the professional side of things, talking about work. Because according to an article written by Money Watch, but it was published by CBS News, over 50% of 100 million full-time working employees in our country were disconnected with their jobs. So over 100 million full time workers in our country, half of them were just disconnected with their job, could care less. They're just there for the money. So ask yourself, do you think you're even willing? Do you think you're even willing to grow in that area or in that profession where you're just disconnected with it? Like you feel no connection with that. You're just there collecting a check, clock in, you clock out, you go home. Chances are probably not. Now, some might continue to grow because there's some benefit to it. Some might continue to grow in their training or try to reach a higher status because there's a promotion associated with that. There's money, there's accolades, etc. But if that motivating factor wasn't there, chances are they will not continue to grow. And this plays itself out in our lives in many different areas of our lives. And I've literally watched it played out before my own eyes with my mother. And she worked for a major corporation. And that corporation had been at a certain location for three or four decades. And so that corporation also talked about moving to a different building, a different location over the years. And every time it would be talked about and everybody else talk about it and it would kind of circulate throughout the, throughout the building, but it never would happen. So that went on for almost a decade until about a few years ago that, that the rumors started to spread again and what did everybody say? ah you know they've been talking about that yeah every few years they talk about they moving they ain't moving they're not closing down we're not we're not going nowhere everybody felt they were safe they were good well this time the company was dead serious this time the company not only shut down their location they moved it away 45 minutes away so now everybody who worked who lived close had become a commuter I don't know if you know anything about L.A. traffic. L.A. traffic is the wrong place throughout our country that you want to be commuted. It's, it's second to probably New York traffic. So, and that wasn't the half of it. Not only did they move, they laid off everyone and made everyone reapply for their jobs again. So, they have an entry level position, which is like a call center position. Most of those people got their jobs back. For those who wanted it, most of them got their job back. However, my mom was a supervisor. And there were 18 Supervisors. And they made very good money. So, most of the supervisors had been there for over 10 years, had established a good lifestyle, house, cars, mortgage, college fund, retirement, all that. So, they laid that position off, and they were instructed to reapply and get their position back. But there's a catch. Now, this time, the corporation required that that position, which made all that money, they said, you know what, we're paying all these people money with no degree. So what they did was they made the supervisors reapply, but this time you had to have a bachelor's degree to get that position. Now, like I said, there were 18 supervisors, right? Only three of them got their jobs back. So 15 people were negatively affected by that decision. 15 people had to make some serious life choices, had to downgrade their lives, had to move, had to do many different things, not just to remember... One lady in particular calling my mom just crying, just bawling, saying that she just sent her son off to college and he had a partial scholarship and she was relying on her annual income to cover the parts of her scholarship that her son was missing because she figured she was good. And now she's unemployed. So now she has to not only move out of her house, she has cars, she has all these other things situated, and she has a son that she's supposed to pay for college, and we all know college is not cheap. Her whole life was just turned upside down in a matter of a week. And this is why I said, and I'll continue to say, well, if i continual growth, we're already dead, just waiting to die. Only three people. Two already had a degree. My mom was fortunate enough that at, a, at an advanced age, she went back and got her four-year degree. And now she has a master's. But has she not gone back, my mom literally just graduated one year before that decision was made. She graduated one year before that move was made. Because had she not, She'll be unemployed or she'll have to go back down to the entry level position. And could you imagine that? You're supervising this group of people one week and then the next week your company moves. And now if you didn't have that degree, now you're not supervising them no more. You're their co-worker. You're working side by side with them. Your your position is equal to them. And chances are, like I said, the supervisors have been there for a while, so they weren't abreast of of, of the new ways of doing that job. So the people, the very people that you were supervising the week before now are training you, teaching you how to do that job all over again. And for some, I'm pretty sure that was an ego blow. But the only other alternative alternative is they had no job or they find somewhere else that's going to pay them that amount of money almost six figures annually with no degree. In this day and age, that's tough. That's very tough. So I want you, great my greatness fam, to think about what areas in your life are you neglecting to have continual growth. Is it your professional side? Is it your spiritual? Is it your personal relationship? Is it your marriage? Is it your 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 parenting? What areas in your life are you not experiencing continual growth? Whether it be due to circumstances that are out of your control or whether it be to you're just feeling stagnant. Because I know some of us are in that position where we're kind of in a transition. Right? We have something good, but we know there's something better for us. We know we're meant to do more. We know we can do more. We know we need to do more. We just don't know where to start. We just don't know where to point and aim our gun so we can take that shot. And I know that position might be a a tough one, but you can't look at that position as something scared, a position that's going to cause you trepidation. You have to look at that as an opportunity. You have a unique opportunity to make your next decision your best decision. All you have to do is focus your mind, focus your thoughts. Find out what it is that you truly want to do for the next 30, 40 years. Because I know people that work a job and they make really good money, right? But they're miserable. They hate it. They clock in and the moment they clock in, they're already coming to minutes, second, hours until they can clock out. But it provides that job, provides them a decent lifestyle. So it's okay. But is it really? Do you really want to go to work and think that and feel that way and just have that negative energy or that unproductive vibe or energy, unfulfilling energy for the next 30 or 40 years? That's tough. So you have to really take that. If you're at that crossroad, if you're at that point where you know you need to do more, you can do more, you're willing to do more, you just don't know what to do, where to start. Focus your mind. Focus your thoughts. Narrow down your passions. Passions. Narrow down things that you're truly passionate about and not just stuff that you're kind of interested in, stuff that you've been seeing for a while. And I think I can do that. No, no, no. Focus on the things that that really speak to your spirit, speak to your soul, things that are fulfilling to you, things that I always tell people, think about things that you would do for free, that you would do for free. If money wasn't an issue, if you were independently wealthy or you came into an abundance of wealth, or you had someone who were just taking care of all your bills and you didn't have to do anything. You could just do whatever it is you want to do for free and not expect to dime from it. And you'll still be happy doing that. Pursue that. Pursue that. Let's, let's start there. But obviously most of us have to work. Most, most of us don't have wealthy friends or, or we're just not independently wealthy. So the trick is to find a way to get paid to do that same exact thing. And get paid enough to sustain your lifestyle, or hopefully, and hopefully, one day it, it, it pays you in abundance because then you'll be truly willing to continue to grow with that because that's something that you're truly passionate about. You don't mind going to training, you don't mind going to learn new, different things, different techniques, you don't mind spending extra time, you just don't mind being away from your family or all the different, all the little different things that come along with working and having a professional career and just trying to be a better person. Right? It takes sacrifices in other areas of your life. If you're going to be the greatest lawyer of all time, it's going to take you away from your family for an abundance of time. If you want to be the greatest athlete, football player, college, whatever it is, it's going to take you away. It's going to cost something. You're gaining something, but it's going to cost you something. So like I said, the trick is to figure out what it is you're truly passionate about, not stuff that you're kind of interested in, what it is that, that truly, something that can truly wake you up in the morning. And then try to figure out how to get paid for that. How can I live this lifestyle that I want to live and do this one thing? So like I said, my greatest fam, I hope that you just sit down, take a moment and think about what areas in your life are you not experiencing growth? Are you not continually to grow in and figure out a way that you can start to change that because we have time, but we don't have an abundance of time. Lord willing, you wake up tomorrow that's the time you need right there you don't need six months you don't need two or three years you you, you have till tomorrow because the six months and two or three years is not promise. so don't be afraid to take two or three steps back to take five or six steps forward it might be uncomfortable like i said you might experience some trepidation you might experience some fear some uneasiness some un- uncertainty but if you're not worth it if your dreams and goals aren't worth it then who is then what is so, like always, I'd like to leave you with a quote, and this one will be the one I used twice already in this episode. And it's written by me. Without continual growth, we are already dead, just waiting to die. My name is KB, and this is The Greatness Project. And I thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to The Greatness Project. Be sure to follow on Instagram at the greatness underscore project. And remember, thoughts are the genesis of greatness.